your volume down. Oh, see? I told you. Hi, everybody. Good afternoon. Welcome uh, to Live with from Rabs with Nazareth and I. <laughs> uh, we're happy to have you join us today. We're excited. Today is Wednesday. Is it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and what makes it even harder to know what day it is, is that the winter shows have now ended so there was no This Is Us last night. So I'm not 100% sure because I didn't watch This Is Us last night. So, but yeah, pretty sure it's Wednesday. It's, it's, it's Wednesday. I got it. I got it. It's Wednesday. And uh, I forgot the garbage last night. So you have, Thursday's coming. Th Friday's coming. Friday's, Friday. Friday for the garbage. I'll look out to, to the neighbors and make sure that <laughs> I got the day. But I, I'm not sure. But today is Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is episode 12. Naz, could you believe we're doing this 12 days in a row? It's hard to imagine. It, 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 it's listen. We love we love doing this and and communicating and and reaching out to you. Uh, we'd rather that be here inside our building. Correct. We'd rather you all be crowded in here with us. But we hope that you are home, safe and healthy, uh, doing doing the best that you can to stay away from people, not coughing on people, not coughing, <laughs> and doing your part and washing your hands, washing your hands, and as we uh, work together to flatten the curve. Uh, so. Thanks for joining us. We've got a, a great show lined up today. So we've got our friend Dennis Sermonek, uh, Sermonek Wealth Management. He's gonna he's coming in here, and we have a co-host. So we finally get uh, our co-host Joe Bruno back in the studio uh, to join us. Hey, Joe. Hi, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Again, what is what? I don't know. There? He was good. He was good before. I think. I think this is user error. All right, we'll come back. We're gonna come back to Joe. Well, Joe's gonna figure this out. <laughs> we can hear you. We can hear you. Uh, there you go. Joe's gonna be right back, and uh, let, let's bring Dennis. And hopefully, uh, we, we got Dennis. Hey. No. Did we lose you too? We've lost you. We've lost you. We've lost you. Can't hear us. Can you? Uh, we can there hear you. He is. Joe, can you hear us? All right. Maybe we keep you guys on hold for too long. Maybe that's the problem. I learned this uh, the last time. You got to go out and come back in, and it works. All right. We're gonna we're gonna Dennis come. Dennis will be right back. We'll get Dennis back in here. Hey, Joe. What's thanks up? for joining us today. Welcome back to the show. Driving? What? No. Um, Are you I'm driving? Not no, I'm operating a, a 349 excavator, so I'm I'm just spinning. I'm not driving, but I am using my hands and I'm looking. So don't mind okay. me not don't mind me um not looking directly at the camera, but I could clearly clearly have a conversation. But I'm just in the <laughs> I'm just doing something here to, to finish my day up. So how are you guys doing today? We're doing good. It looks good. like you blew your nose today, so we're in good shape. <laughs> I've been wiping everything down twice a day. I, uh, I I really, really been following the rules, like like nobody's business. I really have. I'm like paranoid now. How are you guys? Well, I'm, we're getting to that point. We're getting there. We're getting there. Hey, Dennis, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right, look at that. Hey, Dennis. So Joe is working. Joe's on his uh, on his truck. Yes. Uh, I don't, Joe. Are you an essential? I don't want to question your your, your authority here, but you, this must be essential work you're doing. Yes, we are still considered essential. Um, we are subcontractors for city sewer jobs, like uh, uh, sanitary sewer and storm sewer. So 
any job that's going on might involve connecting pipe underneath the ground where, you know, you're either flushing your toilet or where rainwater goes. So we are considered essential. So I'm still here. Well, well, thanks for, for, for being on the front line yes, and taking yes, care yes. of our children. <laughs> and uh, Dennis is at work today. Dennis, it looks like a nice, bright day in Manhattan right now. It is. It's a beautiful day. It's sort of an overcast uh, today in Manhattan. Uh, but, uh, actually, it's always like this. But I've never heard of it. It's always like this. Hey, hey, Dennis, can you, if you could adjust the, bring the phone a little closer to you so we can hear you a little better, if you don't mind. I had it, uh, I had it, had it propped up. Is that better? That's a little better. Maybe lower the volume slightly so we can hear you and you don't, we don't overhear us too. All right. Hey, Dennis, uh, so thanks for joining us. Dennis is our, our financial advisor expert uh, here on Staten Island. And uh, you've got questions for him. We certainly do. Uh, Dennis, thanks for, really, thanks for, for stopping in for a little while with us. Uh, this is, you know, we're in the land of the unknown. Uh, talk a little bit about what's, what's going on with you. So first you're working, but you have your family at home. So one, let's start there with the family. How's the wife and the girls holding up? So, so the, gir the girls are doing good, all, all three of them. Um, uh, teacher mommy, as, as Lily calls Angelica, um, she's doing a great job. Uh, Department of Education, great job, occupied, learning through all the, uh, but they're healthy, they're home, they're sheltered. Um, you know, we decided at the office to also have social or occupational distancing where we're, uh, we have our assistants first half of the day, we come in the afternoon, uh, but working from home in the morning. That's great. Uh, and do it. I mean, and you're in your office alone, so I, that, that's a good. That's a good thing in a bad thing at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we're uh, we're trying to clean the office every day and just make sure that you know, surfaces are clean and uh, doorknobs and all that stuff because we're trying to be as clean as possible for all this. Hey, it's, it's Wednesday, and I know uh, your B&I group usually meets for breakfast on Wednesday mornings. Did you, did you guys meet today? So we did. We, we've been meeting uh, every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Um, it, it's, uh, it's been two weeks now, and from what we were told, uh, it's going to go on until May 5th right now. Um, but the meetings have been great. We have uh, 30 out of the 35 members on still doing business, still referring to each other, uh, it sort of leads for the future, uh, more than referrals now, but, uh, everybody starts to help each other in small business. That's great. So it, and it's, we've been talking a little bit about the getting together via Zoom or, or however it might be, and it's been a great way to connect. So that's great for you guys. And for those that are working, even better so they can connect. Or to stay sane and trying to keep it together. Oh yeah. So and this, this so in this in this climate, we've been we've been talking about this for a few weeks together. Um, what's going on in the marketplace? What are you seeing? What are, what are your clients reaching out to you? I'm sure they're panicking. But what are you seeing? So I, I think I think initially um, you had you had 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 
because we saw our market go down uh, faster than it's ever gone down. We had three weeks of selling, of which we've never seen before. I work and live through 2008, and that is tough. But this is different. That happened over the course of months, whereas this happened over the course of weeks. Um, so people people do panic, uh, but I think the difference in my conversations are than what you see on the TV is that my conversations are more personal. Where on the TV they're talking about forecasting and analytics and stuff. Where I'm talking about uh, my my client who owns a, a retail business in Manhattan and hasn't seen a customer in three weeks, and and what are we going to do? To, to, to help him make sure that he doesn't go out of business or um, some of my clients that are retiring in three years and they're panicking, thinking that they're not going to have enough money. And those are the type of conversations that I'm having with clients because it's more on a personal level um, than, than, than more general. Uh, so are you like about how many clients do you talk to a day do you feel? I'm sorry. Say that again. It broke up. How many clients a day are you seeing speaking? So, so good question. So I, I haven't seen anyone technically in person wow. uh, since, uh, since the beginning of, of, of March. Um, but I would say on average, I'm talking to 20 or 30 a day, whether it's by wow. phone, by text, by email, um, and by FaceTime. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think FaceTime has become uh, or, or Zoom or whatever it is, has become an excellent tool, not only in the business world, but but also on a personal level. I mean, my my parents haven't seen my my children in uh, in over a month, um, but they get to FaceTime them every every day or every other day. And um, I get to speak to my clients by FaceTime. And I, I think it just as best as you can you keep that personal touch. Um, with your clients and with your family. I think that's that's part of what's helping people through this mess. Well, thank God you're getting dressed to see your clients. <laughs> I haven't put on a shirt and a jacket in a month, um, but I did for you. Oh, well, we appreciate that. I think your clients as well, don't stand up. <laughs> well, it's, it, I have the Frank Wilkinson look today. I have the jeans on with the jacket, so... I'm rubbing. See, I'm rubbing off. I'm rubbing off. You gotta be. You gotta be comfortable. And nobody's gonna judge you for not wearing a tie or for wearing jeans. You're in good shape. Right. So, and, and, and you talk about it. It's scary, right? So people just really concerned that their money is gonna disappear. And so, what's the what's the best piece of without giving too much away? But what's truly the best piece of advice that you you give to assure assure everyone? A uh, stick in there, the long wall. What's that? What, what is it? That, that the thing that holds on most to everybody. So I, I think, I think the, the the one piece of advice, and it's it's very cliche, and it's talked about all the time. But I think, in in times like this, people forget is that is that investing is a is a long term type of thing. It is not, you know, for today. It's not for tomorrow. Um, it, it is really for the long term and, and long term can mean different things to different people. It could mean three to five years. It could mean 30 to 40 years. Um, and I think that's the main thing to, to, that I think clients or investors 
take away from this is that, um, yes, this is a different uh, environment. Yes, this is a different type of recession. Um, but if you go back and if I had a, a tape recording of clients in 2008, and if I had a tape recording back other other recessions, people say the same things. Yeah, but I think it's different this time. I think that, that, that you know, it's not going to go back to the way it was. It can't go back to the way it was. And I just tend to believe that that's, that that's not true. I think that um, that the United States is, is resilient and that we will get through this as a people. Um, and the market will get back to the all-time highs, and it'll go further than that. It always has, and it always will. I don't know when it will happen. Um, I tend to believe that, that this recession, which I believe we're already in, is going to be deeper um, but shorter than, than most. Um, and I think it's very important to stick to your long-term strategy. I'll tell you why. I had, I had clients calling uh, two weeks ago when, when things got really bad and the market got to their lows at that time, and they wanted to sell out because things were, it was down 30 plus percent. And I was able to, to 99% of them, I, I was able to hold them in. Um, and then what happened the week later? Market bounced back percent in like four days. So that stuff you can't control, but it's very important to stay invested for the long term. And, you know, look at what you own. Look at the companies that you own. Make sure that you're in quality companies that you believe can get through this. Because I think you look out a year from now um, and things are going to look a lot different. I think prices are going to be higher um, and you would have hoped that you stayed in as painful as it was during this time. So, so uh, early, you mentioned a little while ago about the recession. What effect do you think the upcoming election is and possible winners of the election might have on that recession or we bounce back? That's another great question. I think, I think a few months back um, when there were a, a wide spread of, of candidates um, I think that that, that that question could have been answered many different ways. Um, but you know what? I, I lived through 2008. I lived with a certain regime through 2008, and, and I lived through others, uh, Republican and Democrat. And I think and if, I look, if I look at how my clients have done through those times, they've done well through, through Democrats and Republicans. And, and I think um, the... the the Democratic candidate also uh, went through a recession um, and they got through it. So I, I think that um, as far as the market is concerned, I think that this market will start to turn around, uh, you know, once this pandemic sort of, they talk about flattening the curve, when that starts to happen. And I think more importantly, when people get back to work, um, that is where the positive sentiment will start to turn. Um, because remember, for the market to go down 35%, people were selling, meaning that m money's coming out of the market. It's going somewhere. It's either, sit either sitting in cash or some people were buying bonds for safety. But if you look at the last two weeks, even bonds sold off because people were selling everything. It, was, everything. it, didn't, it didn't matter what you owned. It was getting sold. So, so um, I think that that money is going to flow back into the market once people are back to work and that they don't feel like they have to sell stocks now to live. I think that's important because I'm starting to get those calls now about, yeah. Hey, 
you know, I, I heard about this CARE Act. You know, can I can I take my money out and not pay penalties? I may need it to live on. I'm starting to get those calls now. So as long as as this shutdown and people start going back to work a month from now, even in, you know, 20, 30, 40 percent ranges, I think that things will start to turn around um, and I think things will get better. Yeah, and you and I talked a little bit about this uh, a while ago. What do you tell your younger clients? This is an right. This is this could be a great opportunity to get in. And are they are they looking are they looking at that and saying, "Hey, I've got a few bucks and I'm going to do it," or are they sitting sitting back scared to? So I think I think the, the the younger individuals, I think that they are are experiencing the greatest buying opportunity of the last decade. Um, I think that if there are younger individuals that never invested before, that this is definitely the time to to start to think about that. Um, and there are many different ways to do it. It doesn't have to be through a a, a private uh, broker. Um, there's many online uh, you know um, uh, facilities to do it um, where you can buy very good quality companies right now that are that are off their highs 30 40 50 percent um these are prices you might not see again for 10 years if all yeah. goes so um the other thing is, is is the 401k market especially for the younger people where i've gotten calls um hey should i stop my contributions um oh. and wait thing out and um you know my answer is if you are receiving a paycheck and if you can afford to continue to put in, you know, that 5% or 4% or whatever it is, um, I, I'm telling people to do it because whatever amount of money it is, is buying this market at a, at a 25, 30% discount. And um, I say it all the time, my, my industry is the only industry that when everything goes on sale, nobody wants to buy. Everybody's nervous to buy. <laughs> It's really the opposite. You know, I, I have conversations with my wife. I know when her her favorite uh, stretchy pants or jogging pants are going on sale because she gets the email, they're 50% off. She's buying because that's her favorite thing. She needs it. So in, in my industry, when things are 30, 40, 50% off, this is the time to buy and this is the time to get involved. I'm not saying that you could buy something today and you know, two weeks from now, it's worth a little bit less. But I think you look out a year from now, two years from now, you know, you'll be very happy that you were you were investing at these. So, Dennis, so don't you think that this is a, would be a good time to maybe find a planner or somebody to help you find that spot where it's kind of at the bottom where the buying opportunity would be? Yeah, I, I think I think most advisors are are singing this tune. Is that um, you know this this today is probably not the bottom. I think um, you know two weeks ago we were at eighteen thousand plus. I mean, hopefully that is the bottom. But what ends up happening is that as the market's digesting information, it's going to trade from where we are now, probably back down to those levels. Um, I think if if we can contain the spread over the next month, I think I think that's a great opportunity for this market to bounce back from that level. It, it's proven in, in history that these type of recessions, even though you might have hit a bottom a month ago, 
it, 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 it retests that level, meaning that it'll it'll probably fall back to that level within the right. next 30 days. No. Um, so uh, so I think that will happen. But as far as you know, speaking to a financial advisor, I, I think the biggest part about it is that is that our job is to take the emotion out of it. Okay, where where people we're emotional beings, so so we, we can we can talk ourselves into or out of doing anything, um, and especially when it comes to investing, there's a lot of unknowns, and and advisors are, you know, making decisions based on unknown information all the time. So, if the advisor can take the emotion out of it and say to you, you know, these specific stocks or these specific funds are are twenty thirty percent off, and you know. They will be there in the future. Um, I, I think it gives people a little more confidence to, to take a step in. Yeah, the key there is it, it might be very easy to go on and do it yourself. And there are plenty of sites. Uh, don't do it. Go reach, yeah. speak to a professional, speak to an expert to the best of their ability. That's who's going to lead you. And so somebody like Dennis, to that point, is going to help you get there. You know, so many people, oh, they make everybody's individual. Oh, I just bought the stock. I've got a great, hey, let's go. You really should. And everybody's financial situation is so different. Yeah. Uh, go have that conversation because you, you, you may be doing something that you could probably get more bang for your buck doing something else with either this or with this. And that's what somebody like Dennis is for. So, uh, hey, Dennis, we got a question. And, you know, I was bringing it up before when you first came on. Your hair is looking pretty sharp. So we've been talking about the haircut situation. So did you get a haircut? So so I did. Um, I, I actually bought um, uh, the dog clippers um, from Petco because my dog desperately, <laughs> yeah, no, he, he, he desperately needed a, a, um, a grooming. Um, so yesterday, uh, as I, as I um, uh, took care of him, I was looking at my hair over my ears and I, I, I can't deal with that. So for some reason, I asked my wife if she would like to try and, um, and give me a haircut. And uh, of course, she jumped at the opportunity, whether it was good or bad. Uh, and, uh, and she did an excellent job. She, she, um, she we cleaned the dog clippers and then we, we did it. Um, and uh, you know what? I think she saved me a month. I mean... <laughs> I was very, very impressed. Very impressed. You sure you don't have initials there somewhere? Yes. <laughs> I probably have a nick back here, but but I'm I'm. You know. <laughs> yeah, my friend Kenny Kenny Soto says you're a brave man. Uh, hey hey Joe, you're working there. You got a question, Dennis, while you're while you're listening to us? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was I was wondering if Dennis heard anything about possibly waiving the penalty on 401k withdrawals if you needed the money. Is that something that could ever happen? So I, I think that that's in the works. If, if it hasn't been put in place already where um, you, you will not get the 10% penalty if you're under 59 and a half, but you'll still have to pay taxes on any yes. money you take out. Um, but I think, I think they either pushed it through or they're going to push it through that that 10% penalty is not going to be assessed. The second, but, uh, question, the second question I had, thank you, by the way, you're doing a great job. Um, how are these businesses or your clients going to pay their monthly mortgage or, you know, not if you want to call it, if they don't have a customer for two months? 
Yeah. And I, and I think that is, that is the, 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 the biggest like question. Like Frankie, right kind of like Frankie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just like, you know, this, this $2 trillion uh, care package that they put out, um, that they, they did it very quickly. Um, you know, if you remember 2008, it took them a while to come out with their package. This happened extremely quickly. So, um, they, they're, they're alone. I think you could start applying for the loans on Friday. Um, and it has something to do with, um, uh, with your payroll and the amount of payroll that you have. Um, and, and then the loans, if you keep your, your employees on, then there's a possibility that those loans get forgiven. Um, so, so I think, you know, hopefully the, the, um, what happened with the unemployment line is, is, is so many people were calling at once that they're getting backlogged in taking care of them. I hope that the, that the business owners, the small business owners, are able to get this funding as soon as possible so that they can not only uh, pay their employees, um, but also have some operating income for themselves until they get, they get customers back in the door. Um, and I think it's a big timing issue because um, I think that $2 trillion package sort of pushed us out a month. So that's why they keep saying a month, a month. Um, but if this thing pushes into May, they may have to turn around with another package. Um, because, again, like you said, you don't have customers walking in your door for a month. Um, we, have, we have rent. We have, we have all types of expenses and things like that. Um, they all have to, they all have to be able to get paid. I know that because I did it myself, that you can, you can push back your mortgage three months, three months, um, three months, they can push back the mortgage. And I also made sure that they're not even going to charge you that interest for okay. the three months. It's a, it's a complete, just, you know, forbearance for three months, three months um, to the end of the loan, right? It, it gets added to the end of the loan. Correct. Yeah. But what I was okay. concerned about, okay, if I'm not paying my mortgage, are you still charging me the $1,200 of interest? Right. The, right. No, it's it's completely okay. getting – but that's a little bit of a help. I think the next part that can really, really help the majority of small business owners, because the majority of small business owners in America rent. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't own, they rent. So I think that's the next thing that has to get done is that there's a forbearance on your rent. For at least a month or two, and and Frankie, I don't know if um, if you've heard anything about that. Are they uh, are they pushing for for the rent for April today, or are they pushing that off? So the the it, based on the conversation we were having yesterday with Linda Barron, even in my situation, I tell everybody you got to look at what, what's best for you. So there are there are a few options, and so in the the, the protection program. Uh, I'm still diving in and and you learn yeah. something new every time you look at it. Your rent, yeah, your rent roll and your utilities get taken into consideration. However, I do believe that if your your utilities and rent are higher than your payroll expenses, uh, your that part won't be forgiven. So there, there, there those it depends what your payroll expenses are and your balance between the two, uh, whether or not they whether it whether they be forgiven or I'd be the first one to tell you I would love for it all to be forgiven. Uh, I know that's not possible, uh, but each program is so different. And one of the things we're also talking about, hey, it's easy to defer the payment for three months. If you're in a position to maybe pay it, you might be better off paying it because then in three months, 
you're gonna pay the whole damn thing anyway. No, what they're saying is they're adding it to the end of the loan. Adding it to the end of the loan, but you're gonna you're gonna pay it anyway. I have no income at all. There's zero income coming into our business. So this is a true loss of, of income. Yeah. And it's and it's sadly it's gonna be for quite some time. You can't make it up. You know, in some cases, some businesses might be able to make up the dollar they lost. Where unfortunately we're in a position where we can't make up the lost time. So what's the best opportunity to go seek that loan or defer payments? Uh, we're diving in. But I, I, my understanding is that, hey, based on what your true expenses are, versus payroll uh, could make the difference there. And I, I think there's another thing that happens, too, is if you're if you have all these tenants that are not paying rent, then you have all these people who own apartment buildings or own uh, land that businesses are on or are leasing them that they still have property tax they have to pay for that so you know how does that affect them maybe they would want to forgive some of that but they still have to pay their taxes whether they're getting income or not so it's hard to look at just one facet of it it's uh, complicated yeah i i would imagine that the date is gonna it, they're gonna keep looking at the date so you're currently in june it's gonna get it's got to get extended uh, what what that date might be who knows uh listen it's a great pack overall it's a great package there are many of opportunities I, one of the concerns that i have and I, i'm not the only person uh, is that hundred thousand dollar threshold to make hundred thousand dollars in new york city or in in los angeles pays the bills that's the, that pays the bills so just because one makes over a hundred thousand dollars doesn't mean that they don't have uh, that they can't one they can't receive benefit can't collect unemployment to an extent. Maybe now we will be able to be able to, uh, but that doesn't. You have bills to pay. That just pays the bills. So that that's a concerning piece. That that is a blanket number across the country. In the middle of the country, it's different. Uh, but in these major cities, we're talking different story. Yeah, you're right. I would imagine from for your clients that you have that are in that position, those are probably. I I, I, I'm a, I don't want to assume, but I would believe those are the ones that are asking you about their 401ks or taking money out yeah it's 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 the um the first um that uh you know might have been laid off and, and have a, a lower uh salary um that they're worried about you know paying their bills and they worry they, some of these people that were laid off um they can't even they can't even get through to unemployment at, at this point um they, they're on hold for and uh, and they give up and and uh, you know those are the people that start to panic and they're like well I can't get through to unemployment I have this you know twenty thirty thousand that I've been saving that takes a while to save and they're worried um, that they may have to tap it to, to live so um, again it, it's it, it, everything's moving very fast the information's coming at us fast. The opportunities are coming at us fast, so um, I think I think you know it'll take time. We'll get through it, um, but like I said, I'm most concerned about about the small business and getting them getting them back up and running because that's that's the that's the lifeblood of this country, and, and I think that that should be you know that should be first and foremost, obviously on top of um, keeping people safe and healthy. Amen to that. Hey, Dennis, before we let you go back to work. Uh, is there is there something that you, something you'd want to share with anybody that's taking the opportunity to listen to you? Uh, assure them that hey, we're all 
Yeah, so I, I would just like to tell everyone that um, that it's it's very important to stay calm and to think about where you'll be in a year, three years, five years. And I think if you could focus on that from an investing standpoint, um, it'll get you through this and it'll 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 sort of lower that panic that you have. But if you do have questions, if you are emotional um, or anxious, um, you know, I am here to, to speak to anyone. Um, I've said it. I've said it before in other meetings, even if I don't uh, become your advisor, I have been speaking to people and giving them advice and not not charging for it or not asking for their account um, because um, I, I just feel like it's my duty to, to be speaking to people. I am considered essential. Um, it, was, uh, it was out in, the, um, in that letter sent by Cuomo, the financial services. And I think it's true because we are, we are dealing with the public um, and making sure that they're, you know, happy and that they're as calm as can be when it comes to their their investments so again if anybody has any questions they can reach out to me um you know you can you can find me on the internet you can find me on facebook and i would be willing to speak to anyone and help them cool we'll drop your contact in the, in the comments here in a little bit hey i had one other question somebody just popped in and i i, I believe the answer to this depends on the banks from what i've heard from others in, in your opinion you might know uh, do you believe there are any specific qualifications for deferring those payments to three months, your mortgage payments to three months? So when I called, um, they did not, they, they, they didn't ask me a lot of questions. They just asked me if my ability to pay was because of the pandemic. And I said, yes. Um, and, and they said, okay, uh, we're going to, to put this on hold but we're sending you an application in the mail. It's like they, I haven't gotten it yet, but it's, it's a supposedly a one pager um, that you fill out and send back. And, and that's it. It's, it's on hold for three months. Um, so it doesn't seem like they're, they're really asking for, for much to be able to do this. Um, and again, if, 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 uh, if you're in that situation and you feel like um, you'd want to do that, the banks are letting you do it. Cool. Thank you so much, okay, Dennis. Well. Go back to work. Go, uh, you, go, Dennis. go be essential and save people's money and save, the, save their heads from thinking that the world is ending. <laughs> and enjoy that view out your windows. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, really, I really enjoy it so much. Good deal. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks, we'll talk Dennis. to you soon. Take care. Thank you. Hey, Joe, what did you Joe. learn? What, did you learn something there? Yes, I uh, I have to make a call to Wells Fargo. That's what I know. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I was going to tell Dennis that my strategy is when the market is down 2% on the day, I just don't look. I just make believe that, you know, it's not there, and I just look a different day. Do you do that, Frank? Uh, there are days that I yeah, just we don't, don't look. look. <laughs> I just can't even look. <laughs> and, you, you know, you, you also can't it, – it, it's funny that you say that, and I say it. I say it a lot. You can't. You can't. It can't be scared money. It's yeah, going to change. Yeah. You have to know that these. Are, and Dennis said it. These are long-term investments. If you if you sit there and watch, you panic every day. Yeah. Well, you know, he, he touched on a good point. Depending on your age, if you're 25 years old, you know you should be buying right now. You know, but if you're 65 years old, you can't. You know, so it's all about where you are 
in your life and your how close you are to retirement to take risk. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's in, in some cases it's easy for, and it, it's easy for us to say that, uh, depending on how so yeah, hundred percent. I, I I get that. Uh, hey Joe, you know, you you've been you're awesome. You you came on you, you as as our co-host day one in the in the in, in the booth. And uh, we know you're staying healthy and safe at home, so we appreciate that. We do miss having you here in the studio, uh, which I know you feel more comfortable in. You know I feel comfortable with the microphone, you know, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so funny that you, you say that. I wanted to, to ask you, start, hey, most of our viewers, many of our viewers don't know, don't know what we're referring to. We keep talking about having Joe and Joe in our studio here, and we have a, a large audience that we've reached, uh, which is awesome, assuming that they know the famous Joe Cowan, Joe Bruno. And uh, what they don't, what they may not realize is Joe, Joe Cowan, Joe Bruno started a, uh, a, a live stream show every Monday night prior to our scratch league uh, bowling. And so I believe this is, this is the second full season that we're, we're doing it. Uh, and uh, hey, uh, talk about the how that came about and, and what, what you do, because it's not just, it really isn't the show about nothing. Well, first <laughs> of all, first of all, um, we like to have fun. Joe Cal, I met Joe Cal in the draft league. It's not like Joe and I are lifelong friends. We met through bowling, which is you know one of the great things about our sport. Uh, Joe just had a sense of humor and never took it too serious. He's a you know. A, a big time competitor like myself and Tony Everts. Um, we, you know, we, we bowl to win, but at the same time, we don't, you know, take ourselves too serious. So we always love the characters in the bowling alley. If you think about it, there's so many different kinds, you know, the bowling alley has them all, you know, and we always joke around. We nicknamed everybody. And one day we were like, you know, we should interview all these characters one day. And then Joe was like, you know what? We really should. I said, you know, <laughs> we have the phone, you know, we have the material, we have the characters. All we really need is just 10 minutes of their time to get them on the air. And that's how it all started. And uh, we wound up getting a, we were using the fake microphone for a while. You remember that, Frank? <laughs> and then I went on Amazon. I'm like, you know what, Joe, let's get a real mic and try it out. It was 25 bucks. And then Ever since, we've been like, you know what? We got to get every person in the league on this way. Anyone else who's watching knows what the bowling, commu what the bowling community is and who they are. So that's how it started. Well, Joe Demodio was with us this week, and he certainly alluded to that. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the characters in bowling. So of our characters on Monday nights, who's been your favorite to interview so far? Uh, my favorite to interview? Well, you know when you get involved in this, it, it really matters when a person could take a simple question and turn it into a minute, you know, a minute or two. Now I know what the, the professionals go through, but when you ask somebody a question and they answer it with one word, sometimes <laughs> you throw it off. You throw it off because you assume they'll continue on with some description, like kind of like what I'm doing right now, you know, <laughs> rather, rather than me, rather than me just answering a name, but, so um, those are the best interviews, you know, um, somebody like uh, like John Baranello Jr. can go on with a question, you know, uh, Rob Vinci's funny, um, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think who else. Michael Orlando is always great. You know, he'll just take the microphone out of your hand and walk around, which is even better, you know, to make his point. Uh, For the most part, everybody is because they are all characters, like I said, in their own little way. So you get so one of the things that Joe does during the lentil season, he gives up lentil season. He gives up social media, and so I mean, Lent's canceled at this point, right, Joe? So <laughs> well, I am, ma- I am I am very very superstitious when it comes to sports and stuff. I don't know if you know this, but if I yeah. if I bowl good, Frank, the following week I park in the same spot. <laughs> so I was bowling How good for a while. Hang on a second. Stop there for a second. How do do you get the same spot every week? That's, that, that's not possible in this place. Let me clarify. I, I don't want to give your your strategy here. I, I park in the lot versus on the street. That's what I meant. So if I'm bowling good and I parked on the street the following week, I park in the street. If I bowl bad that week, I go back to the lot. <laughs> so, so getting back to the Linton is that I gave up social media like three or four years ago and it was good luck, you know, and it was kind of refreshing. So I can't change it now because I'm superstitious. Like maybe something can go wrong. Meanwhile, look what happened this time. So maybe I should not, I should get rid of this one. But Naz, <laughs> Naz, people are telling me, by the way, when you come back to social media, you're not going to believe what happened, you know, <laughs> which is this. <laughs> No, it, what I enjoyed more, not that I, it was disappointing to not have you on social media for that amount of time, but the post when you came back was so, I don't want to say it was worth the time you were gone, but it was, it, they were terrific. Yeah. Uh, well, this, you know, when I take off this social media time, I usually do catch up on all my shows, like Naz, we spoke about the last time. This is taking it to another level that we're quarantined. You can't believe the things I'm watching. I mean, I'm watching seasons of things. I am <laughs> I am a full-fledged TV slash movie critic right now. And people oh. are like, you got to watch this, you got to watch that. And I'll just say, you know what, I watched it. I thought it was terrible. You know, or I really like <laughs> this, I really like that. So that's what I've been doing during my Lenten break and now my quarantine. So what's your favorite? So now, what's been your favorite thing to watch? Uh, I really, really loved Better Call Saul. I watched all five seasons. I I I, 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 I really like that. I caught up on Homeland. I caught up on Narcos. I uh, I don't know if you guys watch Narcos. You watch Narcos, Frank? That's on my list. Oh, yeah, is very good. But you know, my son and friends told me to watch Money Heist. I thought it was terrible. So hey, that's one of them that I didn't like. But uh, what what am I? I'm just constantly trying to find things to go watch with the kids. I'm doing that a lot. We have movie night, eight o'clock every night. Last night we watched Murder Mystery with Jennifer Aniston. Naz, no. yes, no, yeah, it was yep. pretty good. It was all right. So, yeah, it was I mean, all right. Is, Ti- is Tiger King on the list? I watched it, enjoyed it. Joe Exotic, classic. Carol Haskins. Did you watch it, Frank? I, we, I got through two episodes so far. I'm looking forward to watching the, the rest of the... It's a train wreck. It's an absolute yeah, train wreck. I mean, it is. But, you know, after two episodes, you get the gist of it. But in episode three, they get more into Carol, the girl that he has the feud with in Florida. That's worth watching. But, you know, episode four and five is kind of like the same thing. But it is a train wreck, yes. And guess what, Frank? The man 
runs for governor, you know this? Yes. And got 19% of the vote. <laughs> I mean, can you, can you imagine that 19% of Oklahoma residents voted for Joe Exotic? Hey, hey, is there anybody here from Oklahoma watching? Please don't take it. <laughs> don't anything. take it personally. Don't take it personally. My, oh, my, God. I called last night with some friends. Uh, Mandy Hawes is uh, from Oklahoma. Uh, we said to her, hey, you know this guy? She goes, yeah, this, he's an hour south from here. So uh, we plan. Uh, we're gonna we're going on a road trip. I just I just got you. I, I want to see that area for myself. I, you, you have to. I think, yeah, you know, one of my famous texts when we text each other, friends that are watching it, I always write, "Is this America?" Like question mark, <laughs> and it is. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> no, it's America. America. It really is America, and it really goes on. That's good. We, you know, speaking of money heist, we actually we we started Ozark last night. Ozark is is good. It's it's pretty good. You, it's worth it. It's deep, deep, deep. Okay. Yeah, it's, deep. Uh, it's like a Breaking Bad kind of like uh, tie into like a regular citizen doing like you know dirty underground drug work, but like Breaking Bad. But it can't compare to Breaking Bad, in my opinion. That was that was an all timer. There's no comparison. No comparison. All right. Well, I'm catching up. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm still watching Mad Men. I just started watching Mad Men, and I just started season two, so that's what I'm. And what do you of. think? What do you think so far? It's really, it it really is a stark reminder of how much things have changed. Yes. Between smoking and drinking and the workplace and how people talk to each other and. Man versus it's, woman, right? Oh my god! Yeah, it really is. Uh, it's different. We yeah. call Dennis Act on Draper. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I I when, hope he's not Don. When he gets dressed up and he's got a slick back hair, he's got a look going. Uh, I, <laughs> so when we call him, we call him Captain Don sometimes. Well, hopefully he's not like him at all, but he looks like him. He, right. Right. Can, I understand that very together. I'm, so, I'm a, yo. Yes, go ma'am. You go, you go, Joe. You go. I was going to say, I'm, I might even bowl in the summer. It's, imagine this. I mean, this is like, I'm missing it. I really Unprecedented. am. Unprecedented. We're certainly hoping that, that we can we can do that. So you're missing sports, I'm sure. Yes. What, um, what do you feel you're missing the most? Uh, I'm going to tell you what I, I really miss the most. I miss my uh, my Little League team. I miss, uh, miss the kids. I miss... Uh, I miss seeing, um, you know, coaching and, and, you know, I coach a great kills little league and, uh, that's like my other hobby. Uh, you know, we had the draft and everything and I sent the texts out, you know, to all the new, the new parents that I have this year and everybody was so excited. And then all of a sudden this accelerated and we had to send out, you know, a, a call and a text. Look, everything is, is going to be pushed back until May. And, and I never really thought I would miss it this much because I always complain about, you know, oh, God, I got so much to do and working. But now I miss the kids, you know. Yeah. But in terms of pro sports, I mean, of course, you, you really don't realize how much we love it until it's gone. It is, it is, you know, the whole idea of sports is you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So it's not like a show that's scripted. So, you know, every day was like a new movie in any game, in any sport. And now that's gone. We can't even, you know, just think about all the things we would talk about during the day, just about a simple game the night before. It's not yep. there anymore. 
Yeah. You believe those? <laughs> right, yeah. right. We're, we're, as Mets fans, we're very used to coming in the office and yelling at each other about something <laughs> stupid that happened yeah. right before. You know what? Uh, uh, Dennis Dennis Jarey posted something funny that um, SNY is posting games day by day, and they actually posted five losses in a row. They, they're trying to do like a season of the past, and we're zero five right now. Even now, when we get to pick the games <laughs> to put on, we're not playing. We're, we're not playing, and we're zero five. They have an opportunity to make it great. Yeah. Oh God. Wins if they wanted to, but we have the best. They could simulate the best season ever. Right they now. Could. Yeah, they could. They have the greatest hits on, but it was like only lasted a week. We ran out of games already, Nas. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I miss it. Of course, I miss it. That's sad, but true. So, true. Joe, um, I know this is gonna. I, I know this is gonna be an interesting question for you. Favorite baseball player? My favorite player probably is um, Mike Piazza. Uh, just for the simple fact that we kind of uh, became relevant again when the, when the Mets picked him up. It was a slow time, and we needed, like, that star. And when he wanted out of L.A., and everybody was calling for him because it was a perfect fit, uh, it wound up being a perfect fit. You know, he still hit when he came here, which is rare. A lot of them, when they come, they don't. He still yeah. did. And, uh, you know, we got to the series, and we made the playoffs in 99, and then we wound up going to the series in 2000. And for Met fans, that was really all we really wanted, right? Now it's just to get back to the postseason. And, uh, you know, Hall of Fame. So, Mike Piazza. The 9-11 hit, the hit yeah. after 9-11. In that first game back, which nice. I was at, and, all right, uh, nice. Amazing! It was chills. It was yeah. uh, it was crazy. It was a crazy game, crazy time. To think that we were just excited to get baseball back, let alone yeah. something to celebrate yeah. and feel. And New York came together. And, and, the way that New York came together, I mean, the, the whole country came together. Uh, and then sports being back on. I was you took the words out of my mouth that that's a moment that I, I, you probably can't. can't yeah, yeah. I've, other yeah, moments we'd like. Yeah, you can't if that's ever on that whole that bad you, you and it was on your TV, you can't take it off. You got to watch it even if it's for the 500 time. It was great. Uh and by the way, I I still think we are all going to come together again the same exact way. It's just what yeah, we do. I, yep. You know, it's yep. just what we do. Hey Joe, uh thanks for for popping in with us today. We appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Uh keep up the good work. Uh, people need an outlet, uh, and you're providing it. So I thank you for that. Well, thank you for being a part of it. Thank uh, you, Joe. You know, our viewers, make, make sure you remember that face because you're going to see him again. I, I know you were bummed. You missed a great show Sunday night when we had Belmo on. Uh, Look, I mean, I, I, I had an, I had a chance to interview the, the, you know, the best bowler in the world, possibly the best bowler ever if he keeps it up. But you know what? My wife was like, what are you really doing, you know? We, you know, we're trying to we're trying to follow the rules here, and now you're gonna. I said, you know what, Chris? Don't they'll understand. Don't worry about it. So that's what happened. We understand, and we missed you, but you'll have plenty of other opportunities. Oh yeah, we have some opportunities coming up, Joe. Yes, I know. I, I got to talk to my man Joe Cal. Uh, he's the uh, straw that stirs the drink. So probably when I get off with you, he'll be like, "This is what's coming up for the rest of the week." So he'll tell me. <laughs> but you know, um, you know what? 
Wally's, Wally's here. Uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's shape is, is, is Thursday. Tomorrow's Thursday. And we will have Tanya Rumiper, who is a world champion, PBN, a PWBA champion. She's from Indonesia. Interesting. And she's, she, yeah, she's a great bowler. She's a great bowler. So that's, that's that. We have Pro Bowler Saturday with Carolyn and, and Del Ballard. Nice. I, I can't, you have to have a question, at least for Del. I mean, I, you, you guys are getting Hall Famous here. I mean, this is like crazy. Yeah. It, it, it's is, fun. Stephanie Johnson was originally going to be joining us this week. She's going to come later in the week. Uh, change it, a little change in our schedule next Sunday. Think about sun, Saturday, but Sunday is going to be awesome too. I think we need to. We, can we want to wait? Do you want to share? We're going to have a birthday party Sunday? Is it Sunday. Saturday. Next Saturday, we're having a birthday oh, party. Next Saturday. Go ahead. Next Saturday, we're having a birthday party for Bob Learn, Mister Three Hundred. Mister Three Hundred. That's right. And he'll be joined with by Amleto Monticelli. Hall of Famer. Look at this. Wow. <laughs> so the next two Saturdays, this Saturday, next Saturday, it's not just Pro Bowler Saturday. It's Pro Bowl Hall of Famer Saturday. <laughs> Frank, do you really know these people? You just stalk them. Yes, and I have <laughs> you'll be surprised. It's funny. Between the two of us, and they're really willing to do it. They, you know, we text them, and they're like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. You know why, so right? You know why they all agreed to do it? Because they're not doing anything. Do. <laughs> no, because they're part of the bowling community. That's why. That's and the bowling it. community is one of the most tight-knit communities out there. You're truth. right. You're right. That is, very that is true. the truth. And we're, we're very lucky. And we, we mentioned that to Belmo, uh, the accessibility to our pro bowlers. Uh, just in events, when you go to a, a PBA tour, PWA tour stop, and you go to a program, a bowl like the pros event, bowl with the pros, uh, th just a, an opportunity you just don't get. You get the if you're for these other sports, uh, and people argue that's not a that's not a good thing either that they're so accessible. Uh, I could argue I could argue both sides. At the same time, I think it's awesome. It's what makes this industry unique. Our to your yeah, point, bowling community unique. You can you can go to an event and see them. The difference in other sports, you're paying you're paying a big ticket yeah. to go to a fundraiser or an event to go. Uh, I see them, so uh, yeah. it, it's awesome. It really yeah. is awesome. We are very, very fortunate. We are, and then, and 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 it just goes to show you that um, whether it's the fact that everybody's down on the set area and we're tight when we're competing, whereas maybe you know you're you're in dugouts and baseball and sidelines and football, and but when you're competing against bowlers, you're right next to them, so you kind of like. Uh, socialize while you're competing. It's it's just a tight and it's sport. You know, it's just it's why it's one of the best, in my opinion. You, you know what? It, well, oh no, 100%. Uh, absolutely. While we're talking bowling, hey Joe, check out our meme of the day. Uh, lower it. I can't see the. What does it say? Read it. No shaving until bowling, and it's a photo of a of a very little baby with a big beard. Hashtag oh God, I got. I need a haircut bad. Oh my, everyone does. Everyone's talking about all the barbers and being shut down. And there's going to be a line out the door when we're clear. <laughs> you know, uh, if anybody saw Marco, if you see Marco today, I think we're going to have to take a picture because he's trying to grow a beard. This might be Marco by the, by the time <laughs> you get up and run. I thought about it last week and I, I started to itch and I'm going, no, no, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't need a reason to touch my face. <laughs> oh God, I can't wait to just clean up, but. 
you know what? I just got to keep going and uh, be patient and uh, try. I found some positives before you go. Uh, all the kids, I have an 18-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 9-year-old are now forced to interact all day long. So, you know, they're the 18-year-old's playing with the 9-year-old, you know, and the 18-year-old's getting along with the 16-year-old. So families are bonding, Naz. Unheard of. Unheard of. Usually they walk by each other, but now kids are home from college. They're interacting with their siblings. This is a good thing. You agree? I agree. It really is. It really is. Hey, Joe, go back to work. Finish what you're doing. All right. We'll see you guys. See you later in the week. See you later. See you later, guys. Bye, Joe. Uh, There's nothing like having a a nice breath of fresh air with with Joe. With Joe. (laughs) uh, Thanks, thanks, Joe. Uh, You know, we'll be back at it as soon as we can. And uh, those that those that tune in on Monday nights, I'm sure Joe and Joe will be ready for you in uh, Studio 710. Uh, we shared our meme of the day, which we we if you caught yesterday's show, we went a little bit long, and so we shared it at the end of the video, and that was funny too. Uh, we're we're following the hashtag Bowling Strong, and that's keeping our bowling families and our bowling centers and our bowling community all in the in, in top of mind, which is great. So be on the lookout for those memes. Hey, uh, yesterday we got a, a video from. Our, our good old friend Bill Salvatore, who was on the show, and uh, showing us how uh, they they bowled from home. Uh, so check out this check out this video we got uh, from from good old Bill and his wife uh, Teresa. We call this backyard bowling at the Salvatore's. There's Teresa getting ready for her first shot. Going on her approach. Here we go. Here we go. Continue to share those uh, hashtag bowl from home. Uh, he said that was nine. I, I'm going to call him out. Yeah, on that. we we don't really think there were ten pins that were standing up there. But you know what? It's bowl from home. There's no rules. That's so. That's uh, five spare. I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Missing half the rack, so we got the there. That's awesome. So you're right. There should be no rules if you're bowling from home. No rules. Uh, so continue to share those videos with them with us. They're awesome. Uh, it's keeping us uh, feel like we are having that opportunity to do something. Keep yourself active and busy. Uh, it, it's great. So keep sharing those. Hashtag Bowl From Home. We want to see them. Send them to us. We want to make sure that you get to see them too. Uh, Naz talked about that. We just talked about the rest of the rest of the week. They got a nice week lined up. Uh, Pro Bowl was Saturday. It's going to be awesome for two weeks. Yep. 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 Uh, so we're, we're just we're just delivering, baby. I love it. Uh, uh, Friday, we have Joe Ambrose from Wagner College, the Wagner, the coach of the new Wagner College bowling team. Um, he'll talk to us a little bit about getting his program started from scratch and uh, what he's looking forward to in his first year here. Um, and then he's going to be joined by Janine Murphy, who is a social worker and um the head of the autism and spectrum program at New York High School, 
She's going to talk to us a little bit about dealing with your time at home with your kids. We're bringing her in for entertainment value. Absolutely. <laughs> all that is all fluff. We're having Janine in here because she is lovely. Uh, well, tune in, to, tune in tomorrow because we've got Tanya and, then, and our weekly check-in with Pam Silvestri. And she's busy every day if you if you tune into her Facebook yes. Live. Catch her at 9 o'clock in the morning. And I, I think there she's calling it a diary on SALive.com, letting you know who where who's open, who's closed, uh, what's going on in the marketplace. Hey, uh, thanks for joining us. Be sure to like and share our videos. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, like. Uh, you know, thank you to Dennis and Joe. Yep. Again, another great show. Episode 12 in the books. Uh, and you know what we, we, we like to say, Naz? That was awesome. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right.